Welcome to Add to Cart, the show where we celebrate creativity and commerce. Today, I am absolutely thrilled to have my very good friend and the co-founder of Overtone, Leora Dudar, here to talk about her brand. The brand of Overtone is one that you cannot miss. They are the preeminent company to create color depositing hair products, specifically conditioners that allow you to keep your vibrant fantasy hair colors alive. So if you're into pink, red, green, blue hair, rainbow <laughs> hair, you need to know Leora, you need to know her products. Leora, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you and to like see you in a professional setting instead of just like a social setting. It's awesome. Okay, so I wanna make sure we're really outlining for people just how impressive this business is. And when I thought of you know, how we were gonna celebrate creativity and commerce, obviously Overtone was one of the first brands I thought of. What your brand has done so magically that I think other brands can learn from is embracing that creative spirit. So let's rewind yeah. all the way back to the early days. What were some of the first investments you made sure. to tell that creative story? I think one of the things that we did that was really different early on was based in our core value of um, intersectional feminism. And one of those things was like, well, we're not gonna lie about like what the product can accomplish and what it can accomplish and honesty and clarity. We're gonna, mm -hmm. be, we're gonna be really clear about like what this does and doesn't do. So we're not going to use digital editing programs to manipulate any of our results. We're just going to try and do the bare minimum of cleanup and show literally what the product can do, uh, which is something that I carried over from my activism career and from my photography career. I wasn't somebody that was going to liquefy bodies, wasn't going to change the color of your hair, wasn't going to do any of that. So one of the first things that we did to actually demonstrate what the products could do was we bought a lot of hair extensions and colored them with the product across a variety of colored extension colors, you know, from brown to blonde, and um, photographed them on a simple white background just to make sure that people could see what the product could accomplish in that five minutes. Um, sure. And that became one of our most effective and most uh, time-consuming and cantankerous sales tools <laughs> over time. But uh, that was definitely one thing. And the other thing was, I wanted the brand to be radically inclusive. And that was a really important sticking point for me. And I'm like, well, how do you accomplish that in an industry that's so heavily geared toward like cisgendered women, right? Mm -hmm. Hair color is so heavily geared toward gray coverage and like the long, beautiful hair and, and everything else down to like using really gendered language on the back of packaging. And what we made the decision and, and what I really enforced as a decision early on was like, we have to make this radically inclusive on everything down to our copy. So we're not gonna say words like brunette because I don't know the last time I heard like a non-binary person or a man referred to as a brunette. Uh, we're gonna say brown hair. We're gonna choose really simple, straightforward language and really like sort of clean lines that could be seen in anybody's shower to make sure that everybody feels like they can reach for the product and bring it in. So talk a little bit about the breadth and depth of types of folks that you try to show sure. and also why that was so important to you. Sure, um, I mean, there are so many types of people in the world, right? So when we were looking for models, we wanted to embrace uh, size, so size inclusivity. So hair color doesn't matter like what you're, how big you are, how small you are, how tall you are, how short you are. Um, we wanted to embrace different abilities. So like one of the things that's really difficult about hair color is um, the application process. So holding a hair color tint brush and like applying it painstakingly over your hair, this product is actually 
we've been told by that community is easier to apply um, with just like your hands for folks that struggle with arthritis in their fingers. Uh, down to things like image captions on Instagram before um, Instagram created that section in the back end for them so that folks who uh, had visual impairments or who were legally blind could like interact with and engage with our products. Um, curl types and hair types, it goes so one through four and then A through C. And for folks that sort of are on the three B to C, so I would, I think I'm somewhere in that curl range of three, you get told that you can't bleach your hair, you can't color your hair, you're gonna damage your hair, you're gonna lose your curl pattern, and all of that is true unless you have the right education and products to support it. So we wanted to show over tell. Everyone is welcome here, and we're gonna show you that our products work on your hair. We're gonna show you people that love to color your hair with your curl texture, with your hair texture, and we're going to teach you how to use the product through these beautiful instructions, which we did with video content. What you just hit on, the importance of show, don't tell, mm -hmm. is so critical for brands. But the second thing that you hit on that I believe is the real difference maker, the reason why Overtone is Overtone, is you invested in content with abandon. There was not ever <laughs> enough content. Never. Talk to us about the content creation schedule in those early days. I mean, content creation schedule was as often as I could be literally shooting. It was making graphic design on Canva. It was literally learning the bare minimum of Illustrator to make things done, which I had never used before. And then it was um, trying to create a color palette, which was super weird for um, a company that had, you know, invested in a huge range of colors that I really wanted our color palette to be white, black, gray because I really felt that having like a gender neutral and inclusive brand meant that I couldn't pick a favorite child. So I couldn't mm -hmm. like highlight one color over anything else. I had to create a really neutral palette. People would typically be like, but you have so much to play with. And my response to that was always, there's a lot of liberty in restriction and like editing yourself down and making sure that the choices you make are intentional and communicative, especially from a visual perspective were like, very key items to teach early on. We needed to highlight the color, not like envelop people in such a way that they became overwhelmed. Because the truth is we had a lot of skew and we needed to help people choose and find what they wanted because it was already almost an overwhelming process to suddenly be faced with so much opportunity that it was basically like, how, how do we help you find this through our visual communication? Overtone was a bootstrapped company. 100%. In a sea of direct-to-consumer brands during the time, you started the company in what year? 2014. In 2014, in a sea of direct-to-consumer companies that were raising huge amounts of capital, you were not investing your time in going and getting other people's money. No. You were investing your time in showing customers how your product worked. Yes. You were investing your time in creating content. Yes. What was the long tail effect of those investments? How did your community respond over time? There were like two separate groups. So the first group we talked to were people who you know, were used to mixing dye and conditioner at home. So they were familiar with the concept, but it was the first time that a company had ever invested in their time, in their pain points, and in the things that they already knew. So they already were coming in and saying, I know, like, amazing that you made it. Thank you so much. I'll take it from here. And then there were people who saw the word conditioner. And that was another really intentional creative choice because we weren't using in our formulation anything that could open up the hair cuticle, anything, um, meaning the hair strand. And like, 
you know, cause damage. It truly is just a colored conditioner, a color depositing conditioner. And we made sure to call it that because many people know what conditioner is and they're comfortable with it. And so for the first time we had people that were like, oh, conditioner, I can do that. I know how to use that product. And then considering hair color for the first time. So they would basically get the product, they would open the jar and then they would be like, hmm, how do I use it? And that's where beautiful instructions came yes. in. So basically we would try and make these 20 to 30 second video spots that were like open jar, apply to head, wait five minutes, rinse, ta-da, and like just get people comfortable with the idea that like the only thing you need to do is put it on your head mm. and then we'll go from there. One of the things that we mustn't gloss over is that your values came across in product, in marketing, in content, in your e-commerce experience, in your relationship with your partners and your vendors, inclusivity became the guiding light yeah. of everything that you did. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things I deeply, deeply admire about you because I think that you have set a gold standard. It's not even just this ridiculous term, conscious capitalism. It's actually the gold standard of doing business in a totally new way which by the way only an artist can do thank you so much yes. i'm i'm ridiculously proud of that it was um it's not an easy choice to consciously opt out of things that you know work mm. right like in the <laughs> yes can we plus one that? <laughs> can we just everyone stop everything plus one it is difficult to make choices that you know are going to work and actually yeah. on the internet which yeah. in a world of e-commerce and selling direct to consumer we are often rewarded for bad behavior yeah well, so example, so um, in hair care, uh, you know, digitally altering people's faces to be like perfectly symmetrical or like it would have been so much easier to just create hair strands digitally. It would have been so much easier to like do things in this other way and consciously opting out of them and being like, no, I know that you're really sick of coloring hair extensions and shampooing them. And like I literally, literally have like pounds and just boxes of hair like for your team so for your my team. team had to for every product every time we will not do renders renders are not allowed renders are not allowed i actually have a phrase renders create returns yes that's, that's no i completely, I completely agree renders create returns but also it was like explaining the product to people it has such magical thinking behind it that folks would actually need to be ensured that what they were seeing on the website, especially because it was e-commerce and it wasn't retail. So there wasn't a physical location where people could interact with the product. They really needed to see what it was about, which is where video became incredibly important. How does this product feel like? How do I scoop it out of the jar? How do I squeeze it out of the bottle? How do, how do I use it? Became very much like we had to really reinforce that tactical experience. And it's about respecting your customer. Because exactly. you're saying this is actually how it's gonna be. When you purchase this, when you literally add to cart and then we put it in a box and we ship it to your house and then it gets to your house, the experience you saw on our website exactly. is the experience you're going to have at home. Exactly. What is the one thing that you would tell someone who's starting an e-commerce store now to do, to invest in, to choose in order to have the kind of success that you've been able to experience? I think abandon perfection with reckless abandon, like just leave perfection alone. Um, one of our other core values was dedication to quality. And what we meant by that was quality of our interactions, quality of our product, quality of the things that we put out and like pride in those things. But dedication to quality stops at 90% or even 85. 
because at 85 to 90%, that remaining 15%, you're just changing things. You're not necessarily making it better. And the most important thing that has to happen is that it needs to get out the door so that you get the response from your clients, from your community, to actually make the changes that matter more, that actually make the changes that mean something to them that will like improve your process, improve your sales. So you can like you can tweak whatever you want, like over time, but the only the only opinion that matters is that of your clients. So let them make those last 15% tweaks. Don't be afraid to release it early. Tell the wonderful people in that camera over there where they can buy Overtone. You can buy Overtone on the website, overtone.co, and also on Amazon and Target. And finally, so many people have so many things to learn from you. Where can people follow you on the socials? Uh, if you enjoy irregular Instagram updates, you can follow me at K underscore Liora, L-I-O-R-A. Irregular Instagram updates and amazing art. And amazing art. Amazing <laughs> fine art photography. Thank you. If you like this video, please like and subscribe to this channel. We want to thank you so much for checking out Add to Cart. And of course, we also want to thank Leora for being here. Thank you so much, Leora. Thank you for having me. Of course.